0: Hello and welcome to the 65th episode of Off the Record. This is my last episode of Off the Record with Jesse. We'll continue seeing Off the Record into the great abyss of the music industry, its perils, its Taylor Swift sagas, and, and more.
1: We, we can say this is uh, the final episode of uh, 1.0. I'm going I'm to actually number the episodes inspired by Mr. Robot. Like oh, the, When the next one comes back, it's going to be 2.0. You're such a follower. Uh, I'm just inspired by the art around me, thank you very much. You're supposed to be a creator, Jesse. Uh, You know, I steal... You're not supposed to be putting out derivative works. Zach, I steal from my favorite thieves. Wow. Yeah, see, you don't want to fuck with this dog who's writing a book on creativity right now. You don't want to go there.
0: Jesse uh, confided in me off the record, no pun intended, just a few minutes ago that at least one of every five shows... Uh, In the future, we'll be focused on Taylor Swift and streaming (laughs) together. There's
1: no truth to that.
0: We'll see. We'll see. It's the Republican uh, debate night.
1: Anything could happen in Jesse's mind. I I mean, this is literally the day I've been waiting for for almost four years. Yeah. My my only disappointment is uh, Santorum's not in the debate because, like, you know, usually he really spices it up with the stupid... But yeah. we got. We Jesse, got. Enough- yeah, it's not that Jesse cares about the election. It's just that he cares about the Republican debates. I care about the good jokes I'm gonna tweet tonight.
0: Right. Yeah. It's gonna. If you wanna unfollow Jesse, now would be your time. The, the 24 hour
1: mute is def on Tweetbot is definitely a good day. For do you me. welcome? Do you welcome that for you? I mean, I do it to everybody else when the sports are on. Uh-huh. This is this is like my Super Bowl. Well, like, how
0: often do you mute me, Jesse?
1: You not really. Um, I only
0: mean I've never really muted anyone that I'm friends, Like I'll mute people that I just don't like, but I've, the only people I ever mute that I'm friends with is Thomas.
1: You know what's funny? I think I muted Thomas during like uh, a college football game a couple of years ago when he was editing my book. He's um, just unbearable. He, he was just there, there. Was like one point I was like, you know, I think I was sick and I just mm-hmm. couldn't do it. But you know what? I also so mute people is um when the people get in the fight where neither are listening to each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so like, wait, why look, it's... are you,
0: so you're just, you have people over tonight, but the TV will be on mute for the debate?
1: Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I got to hear Trump just going cray. Oh, is he in it? Yeah, tr- Trump's number one on the idiot Republican side, dog. I don't know, man. I don't, I, I'm i missing your party. I'm so sorry. Tr- tr- Trump is number one by double, though.
0: I I didn't know that. How many people are coming to your shindig? Oh,
1: like less than a dozen. It's not, it's not, a, Not. A, not a, I, I only invited... It was an a,
0: exclusive group?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't go crazy. With wow, I feel so was, grateful that I made it. I know. And you know, I, I think I invited 20 to get down to 12. Because you know, as you know, with a party, about 50% them of of never go to show. So. Of
0: course. It's just like any Facebook group uh, invited you by a promoter in St. Louis.
1: <laughs> I think that that's actually a ratio of like uh, a third.
0: Yeah, I'm talking about talking about Thomas and how big of an idiot he is. Did uh-huh. we talk about last
1: week of my confirmation of moving? Uh, you sa- said that you might be moving to Brooklyn. It would seem like it's official. Uh, that's such a good end to this that I you know, know you, that you have be the, 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 this era because you, you you know just as I said when you got to that Courtney, Courtney Barnett record like. You know the, the, your hipster conversion is finally converted. You're moving to very hip Bed-Stuy Brooklyn, which is like arguably even more hip than my neighborhood.
0: This is like a photo finish ending for you, for me, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I
1: mean, like you know, I feel like I feel like your hipster butterfly wings have spread, and uh, this is just great. I really look forward to running into you with a artistically uh, waxed mustache in a year.
0: I can't. I couldn't. I would. I just can't grow with it. I oh,
1: know. Oh, you, you would, though. I, I I do appreciate that. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, we, so we think. to
0: try stuff once. W-
1: what do we think you're going to do? Are you going to do, like, the lumber sec- uh, sexual, the bicurious fisherman, the trolley conductor? Which What's the trolley look? conductor? That's, like, the old timey guy with the suspenders. Then the uh, bicurious fisherman is. Well, I can't is, do that. The bicurious fisherman is, like, the really sculpted guy with the mustache and, uh, like, you know. I'm interested the flannel. in
0: that, but I don't know that my body will be able to do it.
1: <laughs> mm hmm. Um, I,
0: uh, I did have a talk with Grace today about that. I need to buy some new shirts.
1: I think so too. Like your your tank toppy look does not go well in Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, well, I don't really care about that. But I I I'm, I'm, I may need to wear some button down soon, which I really don't love. I don't love that at all.
1: Do Do you want to go shopping? You I don't, don't. want to go
0: shopping with you. Guys <laughs>
1: I'll take you to Uniqlo. <laughs> uh,
0: I guess I have to go. How, how are their pricings?
1: Oh, the, the, it's, Uniqlo is very inexpensive and the clothes last a, a good amount of time. I, I'm a um, very, very avid Uniqlo shopper.
0: If you have to I, give me an average button-down shirt cost off the top of your head. So, so,
1: so you, you see the uh, Oxfords I wear and all yes. that stuff? Those are about $30. Oh, yeah, well, that's see, inexpensive. See, see you, you try to deny it, but... No,
0: no, no, that's good. I just didn't know what it would cost.
1: Uh, I, 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 I'm offering to be your fashion stylist. i though. just... You're me down. I'm going to need to be drunk before... No, that, we that, we, we, listen, we could get white girl at brunch. And are the, there the, uni <laughs> clothes in Brooklyn? No, well, no, that's not true. There's one over by uh, the Barclays Center. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I prefer the Soho one because all the shops are around Soho. You're trying to get me to go to Soho now? dog I'm just saying we can go shopping we can have a lovely mandate
0: I uh yeah so it would seem that I'm gonna move in on September 15th in the Clinton Hill bedsty area um, um
1: what's w- not glorify that's bedsty
0: Okay, I don't really know. So you yeah.
1: tell me. Uh, it, it's to it's to the uh, what do you call it?
0: Uh, Does Clinton Hill not exist? Then is that a no? no
1: well, Clinton Hill is a fake neighborhood. Uh, but Clinton Hill is a fake neighborhood. But even then, you're not on the you're you're past Clinton, so you're not in Clinton Hill.
0: Can I tell you something? Hmm. My mother is ashamed of me.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. What? was She ashamed really of you let about? my
0: family down.
1: I'm very sorry to hear this. They don't like you going back to Brooklyn. What could they hate about Brooklyn? The nice Jewish people? There's There's lots of nice Jewish people. Holy
0: shit. There are. There is the running of the Jews in the neighborhood.
1: Well, you, you, if you think of it this way, all you and I are technically separated by now in housing is a big row of Hasids. Like that's really all that's between us. So <laughs> well, like, she
0: should at least feel safe for me, right?
1: Like, yeah, I, I mean technically you could run through a pack of Hasids and run here if nuclear Armageddon had because I would definitely be the right person to be around during nuclear Armageddon.
0: Mm, okay. But, but we, I mean, we,
1: we technically live, like, right down the street. Like, literally, it's, like, two turns to get to each other's houses. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, God, that's crazy. I, yeah. uh, yeah, and I'm ten minutes away from Grace, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Grace moved to this place, and she's right between a incredible bakery and a wine store. Like, she's sandwiched between. hmm Which is great. Yeah. Like, pretty solid. Um, but I'm, of course, very concerned for myself. Um concerned what might happen to me i'm concerned if i may grow a mustache and i'm just gonna need some support but I'm, i don't have any more support anymore because i quit everything mm. so but that's I, you know, what you get I, I can't even scream to the rooftops on my blog because it won't exist well it's, it's dangerous
1: you do have twitter followers still you know they could they could they could bail you out when you're thinking about buying an expensive artisanal cheese and you know you just don't know
0: Mm, I like I mean, cheese,
1: though. I mean, I'm about to for this party drop like forty dollars on this expensive wow. artisanal cheese. What
0: kind of what? What I don't like soft cheese.
1: What do you think about soft oh, cheese? Oh no, no, I'm very big. I, I, so I what I do for my party? Here's my party secret for all all the kids when they get older, the stinkiest cheese you can find for one. Why? That, because a pungent cheese goes very well with uh really good bread and really rustic bread, and then it brings out the flavors of the other ones. So then you get a blue. And then a brie at minimum. But then you also want to do kind of like a flavorous cheese, like a Gruyere, you know, something like that on the side. And then that that rounds out everything that gives everybody's taste something and it accentuates each other when you want to alternate cheeses very well. You get all the flavors of the cheeses then.
0: I'll consider this for my next Republican
1: election uh, debate. (laughs) Nice. Nice. So, Zach, you know, the one thing I, I feel a little uh, weird about is, we, you, you, you know, you, you didn't tip the kids off to the big announcement that happened no, three days ago. I didn't later. leak anything. Yeah. So, so how are we to know that you're not going to quit everything this week, like the else that you do? <sighs> to tell you And the then truth. just become, like, a um, suit. I mean, I'm,
0: I'm homeless right now. Like, <laughs> uh,
1: right, so, so are you going to work for Goldman Sachs? Is that what this is all about? I'm getting paid, Jesse.
0: Nice. I'm getting paid. I didn't have a heart to begin with, so I don't care about being a bad person. And so, yeah, I'm just going to get paid. This is why I need so, new button downs for my you,
1: suit. You're like a modern-day Tyrell on uh, Mr. Robot.
0: That's right. Um. So... I'm not quitting Bad Timing Records, and I am not quitting Synergy Management. <laughs> I have quit J-Tree. I have quit Off the Record. I have quit Simpler Sound. And as I did not announce last week, um, but have announced since last week on this podcast, is that Property Act will be coming to a close tomorrow on uh, August 7th, which is crazy. I didn't tell a lot of people, and they were all very surprised. Half of the suits think that I'm up to something, which I'm not. But everyone thinks I have essentially been hired at Goldman Sachs.
1: Mm, um mm.
0: or became Blink 182 or brand news manager neither of these things happened i wish all of them did at the same time even
1: um that was well, why mark, mark hoppus sent you that nice tweet holy shit did we talk about that no of course we didn't we taped a week before that happened you i just freak. mean
0: like did we tw- i don't even remember it's just been no. a blur since mark hoppus tweeted me pretty that's, crazy
1: that's pretty crazy right yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy i woke
0: up at like 6 30 just in the middle of the night and i looked at my phone and my, my least favorite part of every day, just, this may or may not be your least favorite part of every day, but my least favorite part of every day, and it happens every day, is when I look at my phone in the morning.
1: Oh, <laughs> no. Because
0: I don't know what went wrong in the seven hours I was asleep for.
1: So so, so let me tip you something off uh, for it. Yeah. That, that feeling gets a lot better when you stop managing bands. Well, uh, like uh, the years I was a band manager, the morning was much worse. Like now it's still like I look at it. I think I might still have PTSD from those days, but... Yeah, like the morning is really stressful when you manage bands, but then uh, post that, it's just like, you know, at worst, I get a thing that says, you know, I mix the vocal too loud or something.
0: Right. I, uh, so what's the, the scariest part is seeing, because, you know, I get like a good billion emails. That doesn't matter. The scariest part is seeing how many text messages I have. Mm-hmm. And it was 630 in the morning and I looked at my phone and there was like 40 texts. Mm. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong? And this was right after, obviously, I announced the website, so I assumed that some of them were just about like, hey, this is weird. But I assumed that, like, something terrible happened on Warp Tour. They were, they were all from a few friends. Like, one of my friends, Talia, sent me, like, 17 texts of, like, the Mark Hoppus thing. And I was like, what? And I woke Grace up. <laughs> uh, but she sent me a screenshot, and I thought it was Photoshopped. Mm-hmm. Uh I, like, I did
1: too when I first saw yeah, it. Yeah,
0: everyone, like Thomas, I sent it to Thomas at like 8 a.m. that day, and he was like, oh, that's pretty funny. And then he got to the office like an hour later and was like, oh, that's real? Yeah. And that was my same reaction. So at least Mark Mark Hoppus knows who I am. It's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. I feel good about it. I feel like I'm definitely pretty popular.
1: You, 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 got, you got some uh, confirmation in your endeavors. Yeah, yeah. I'm great, is what Jesse's saying. I, I i am a, I'm a, I'm a, you, very pr- very proud of you well
0: thank you it is kind of strange for that it's coming to an end because i didn't expect it to ever come to an end but
1: it, uh I, I you know listening to your podcast with cotter like the uh parts of you talk about like the identity it's 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 always very strange um even when you said you were leaving this like part of what i had to think about was like i feel like i've gotten some of my identity from this podcast and uh All right and uh, you know it's weird like when i decided I shouldn't manage bands anymore. It was like, that was an easier identity thing to leave. But like whether you break up with somebody and all that, like I think one of the things people misplace in breakups a lot of time is that like really what a lot of it is, is you you know, an identity crisis because you think of yourself with that person.
0: Right. Yeah. Management's weird because not that I have any desire to quit management, but I could see myself not managing in whenever in the future and it doesn't feel like at this level that I'd be losing a part of myself because because mm-hmm. the band obviously has five personalities that are the identity of that band, right? Mm-hmm. But with like the label, it's Thomas and I putting things out into the world. So that feels like it's part of my identity. And then the website felt like more me than me did, if that makes any sense, for so long. Not necessarily lately, but for so long, it was more frequent than anything else in my life, anything. Um and so that was like a weird moment where I was like, oh, like on Monday after I made the announcement, I went to post news like a dozen times during the day and I was just like,
1: oh, I don't do this anymore. And then yeah. I realized,
0: not, and then I realized I don't know how I'm going to get music news now on a timely basis.
1: I know, uh, you know, I had to subscribe to a whole bunch of other sites and they're kind of annoying the shit out of me. Yeah, like.
0: I'm, a- I'm just put, I'm asking people to start a music website because there's not a good one anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, I think it's funny with like the website thing. So, when I decided I would not really blog up use formation much anymore, that was like a very weird thing. But what I thought is interesting is like what's nice about putting out like, say, a book or a record is like that's a, like, you did that and you don't have to keep doing that over and over. Even though I have to keep updating this book, you don't have to continually update and you know, put this endeavor into something. And I think that there's something nice about that identity of like that. It's like, this is something I did. This is something I achieved, not just something I do that I have to constantly fucking do.
0: Yeah. Uh, And I'm I'm looking forward to that less of a constant in the back of my head has something blown up in the world. Um, um, And that's great. It's strange and it's great. But I also like, I do know that eventually in X months I will start, like a new personal blog eventually when I want to write things again. But the, the I think what's important for me is that the parameters of what and why are going to be completely different. Like, it's not gonna be like, I am running a semi-business out of this. It's like, no, I may post a photo of a trip I took to Europe on the blog. Like, you know, it's like stuff It's just, a, I'm breaking out of it, which is strange. Cause again, I didn't think I'd do that, but that's what I'll do. And it's not like I'm saying I'll never write a word on the internet again. But it's going to be different. Um, and that's strange because it was my identity. Now I'm homeless in identity too.
1: <laughs> well, that could be a good thing. You can learn a lot when you lose everything. You can. I- I've done it quite a few times. And while they're not at the, that point in my life, my favorite part, uh, they usually become a uh, a good part in hindsight. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wanted to just say a word about what's to come of uh, this. So first off... I'm looking for somebody to help in research and production of the new version of Off the Record. The new version will not be two white guys with stuffed-up voices talking to each other. It's going to be literally hundreds of people talking about issues. And I need somebody to help interview bands, do research on subjects, come up with good ideas, and do production. Um, And so there's going to be a job listing. Uh, on the off the record site, uh, I'm looking for somebody who wants to help out with this. If you're interested and you've been a regular listener and it sounds like fun that you would help develop stories, talk to bands, etc., I'd love to hear from you and I have what I'd like to know about you on the site. And then the second thing is, is since we won't really be talking about our futures, uh, much, I wanted to also say, uh, I have a cool new thing that's coming out Uh, in a couple weeks. It's called Noise Creators. I was asked to join it by listener Johnny Minardi. And what we are is a marketplace where people can learn about producers and get to know them and then see the prices and then book time with a producer and make a better choice about who you have work on your record. And that should be launching in around a month or so somewhere in the fall and uh, I'm really excited about it and I wanted to say that while I still have a soapbox to stand on since this podcast won't be so self-promotional what we're doing anymore.
0: I have looked at the thing and it looks cool.
1: Looked at the thing.
0: The noise creators thing. I'm trying not to leak a f- future uh, details. I don't know. I don't know what's NDA'd. <laughs> I don't so know much what I signed.
1: So much nda
0: But people should check that out. And follow Jesse at Jesse Cannon for future updates, where you can also be up to date on the latest
1: Donald Trump news. Oh, uh, well, and also the good jokes making fun of you. Those jokes, too. Yeah, those are good jokes. I don't
0: know, Jesse. I'm going dark off the internet after. Are you,
1: are you actually going to go dark? I'm going dark. Oh, nice.
0: I don't know how long. I, gonna I, go I was going to say,
1: I, I'm curious to see how long that lasts, because I don't think you're going to last. I'm trying to
0: last for 30 days. I'll believe it when I see it. I think it's like a detox.
1: Okay you, you know you know how like when people do those things like they're like I, uh, I went off the grid and all that stuff yeah like that's the opposite for me like I the new internet's like a nutrient to me mm. I mean I, I also you know be, how to, would you
0: be impressed if I didn't tweet for 30 days?
1: I mean I'd be, I be I know you're not gonna not read Twitter for 30 oh, days Oh,
0: no of course I'm gonna be on the internet i am yeah. just gonna this is the thing people are so interested about why I'm quitting my life right now I want to continue confusing them and oh, making them anxious
1: you're 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 into mystery see i'm not into mystery right. unless it's that mysterious. guy with the and the only mystery i'm into is that guy with the funny hat who teaches losers how to pick up girls uh i know <laughs> who you're talking about <laughs> um, um i want uh, to yeah, so, so but but don't, don't you yeah, like I, I think that's the thing like people like don't you feel like it's nutritious to get out what's in your head oh you, yeah I, I like I, I never get that about like when people are like I'm going off the internet for this much time I'm like because the because the internet is a nutritious fulfilling thing to me not something that makes me insane but I think that's also because I just uh, I've curated my internet to not be annoying I get rid of people who suck
0: mm, well I'm gonna get rid of myself for you
1: oh yeah that's something yeah Oh, I needed to say one more thing about the future of this podcast. Much to what I know our listeners' uh, happiness will be, the podcast will not be on Thursdays anymore. I'm going to try to put it earlier in the week, but that also means I'm going to skip this Thursday while I get the new thing ready. So, wait till 10, 11 days or so. Hmm.
0: Okay, good to know. Yeah. I won't delete it from my podcast feed, I guess. I really appreciate
1: that, Zach. Thank You're you. Welcome.
0: You're welcome. Just to see how you ruin and defame me.
1: Yeah, well, I mean... I, I, I can't deny that there might be some jokes in the future. Oh, it's incredibly helpful. It, 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 it's going to be great because you can't even respond to them. No, I won't. Yeah, I'm Especially gonna be... if you're not going to be able to tweet.
0: I'm going to be blacked out.
1: Oh, man. Well, you see, you're already getting the karma of this yeah, silly decision. Yeah, now I don't even know if I can do that. All right. So now that we cleaned house, should we uh, discuss some off-the-record-y things?
0: Yeah, let's talk about abuse and uh, singers.
1: Well, he's technically not a singer, Zach. Uh hip-hop man, the man. artist. Jesse, I got so, really
0: into the Drake-Meek Mill thing over the
1: weekend. I, I, I know, we talked about this last No, week. I know, but then I got further into it. Oh, I man. listened
0: to all the diss tracks. Oh, yeah. You liked that, huh?
1: Oh, yeah, I listened to the diss
0: tracks right after we talked. After I also listened to your music, which was incredibly difficult to have play on
1: MySpace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the best uh, hosting format. No, no. Um, Well, that's what happens when you leak your eight-year-old product. Hey, hey, you know, I got four new Facebook likes. (laughs)
0: Four? Oh, so it's on Facebook?
1: (laughs) You know, I had a profile on Facebook because I would use that to experiment with things for muse formation and for the book. Mm. It wasn't really like an effort to get fans.
0: I have to – I'm going to have to like
1: it on Facebook too. Oh, nice. I'll send out a special update just for you in about three months and you'll be like, why the hell did I like this stupid thing? What is this? Hmm. Yeah. So Dr. Dre – um, famously, and I guess it gets kind of funny because, like, I remembered this. I didn't know that, any of this. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a funny thing, too, because I tweeted, like, the thing, too, of that, like, you know, it's it's very well known that, I mean, at least it's very well known in the not printed world. It is, he's Dr. Dre's been outed as a bisexual numerous times. Really? Yeah, I, t- I tweeted this. I thought it was really weird when, like, Tim Cook was getting outed that... Dr. Dre did it out, and I, you know, like, here was a great point. Do you remember the video of when Dr. Dre was, like, first billionaire in hip-hop, da da Did you notice there was no girls at a uh, hip-hop party?
0: I didn't notice
1: that. Yeah, well, you know, there's a reason for that. So, Tupac went on Howard Stern, probably back when you were, you know, two. Mm-hmm. And Tupac outed Dr. Dre as being gay. Oh. and. Then there was – so there's this – Did that Tupac cause beef or were they friends? Uh, the, 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 you know, not so much. But um, okay. so D- it was pretty fucked up too because Tupac's like, I can't take orders from an F word. Uh, and, yeah. you know, this guy's. is like, – I mean if you literally Google Dr. Dre is gay, the, the video of him talking to Howard Stern about it comes right up. Got it. Um, So there's a weird thing like Dr. Dre's been rest- – you know he- – we have to remember NWA came up as a band that was basically like we're a bunch of gangsters. But then what came out is Dr. Dre was in this kind of disco-y, quite homosexual looking band before that called the uh, The Wrecking Crew. Not to be mistaken for the one that there's the movie about that played on all the 60s and 70s records. Um and um they were kind of like a funk influenced thing, but you know, they dressed what one would say it was how the homosexuals of the day dressed. You know, so it came out, and but what was an interesting thing is there was then this very big thing that started to surface. Um, so there's this hip-hop magazine called The Source that is kind of like the alternative press for uh, the hip-hop world. And The Source was always talking about the gay rapper, literally in quotes. Wow. And they'd have all these things about what a crazed misogynist he was, and then this thing came out that he beat the crap out of this girl, and... So now it's a little weird because he's a billionaire and an executive in the biggest corporation in the history of capitalism.
0: So, not that anything's inexcusable, but like, were there always like multiple reports of abuse or was this like one horror? No, no, there was
1: always like like page six style rumors, but this was the one that went to, you Mm. know, this was the one that was confirmed with police reports and pictures and everything. And uh, so, like, this was always the thing, but like, I feel like in. The pre-internet era, it kind of went without saying that when you were a popular hip-hop artist that you probably committed some crime, and if this was it... I mean, like, we got to remember before internet feminism hysteria, not saying that that's a bad thing as I say that, but I'm saying it as what the internet calls it. Pre-internet feminism hysteria, SJW, you know, movement, um, you know, let's let's remember, like, Scott Weiland's been arrested, for the singer of the Stone Temple Pilots for people who don't listen to terrible music. Hmm. Um, He's been arrested for, like, white beating, like, three times. Like... This stuff is so rampant in these egomaniacs, and, like, it just doesn't seem like a big deal until all of a sudden you're a billionaire at the top of a corporation. And, you know, also, he's under a special scrutiny when, you know, you release a, co- a record called Compton, the soundtrack, and then the picture of your house. His house, literally the square footage, is the equivalent to six blocks that I live around. Like, it's that big? I'm serious. I literally looked at the measurements, and then I looked at the map and saw it's six blocks of where I live is how big his house is. That's wild. Uh-huh. Wow. But Compton. That doesn't sound efficient. <laughs> it's true. You, you, you gotta get like a buggy to go to the pool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he probably has golf carts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how you got a roll when you're, you're a billionaire. First billionaire in hip hop, dog. Mm. Uh. Oh, yeah. He beat Jay-Z. Oh, yeah. He definitely beat Jay-Z. Um. Anyway, though, so now everybody's like, hey, Apple, that's not cool. This white beater did it. And it's a hard thing to reconcile because I think, like, I what I saw a lot of tweets is people culturally being like, well, he's a rapper, which I think is really gross. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, like, oh, so, you, you know, because Roddy radke spit a fat rhyme. Are we supposed to forgive him for uh, being the domestic abuser he is? Right. Totally not. White boy on the mic. White boy on the mic. Um, Gucci sneaks. <laughs>
0: Jesus. Um, I think, like, there, there, there's the people that are just like, well, he's allowed to do this, which, like, no, he's not allowed to do
1: this. <laughs> and then it was great. I tweeted a digital music news link. I, I saw, I saw. I was very disappointed in you. I, I actually know. almost replied, I can't believe you didn't tweet when I brought this up about six months ago. I just missed it, I guess. Um not paying much attention to me. Biggest mistake you can do. I guess so. Um, it's interesting because... He obviously, I assume, didn't, like, serve jail time. Um, No, but, you know, also, let's also remember this, that, you know, these guys never serve jail time because they have, he's a billionaire. When you're rich, you don't serve jail time for domestic abuse. All
0: right, so I just kind of, like, wonder, there's, like, if he served jail time and then was, you know, like, whatever of his public service or public prison time, whatever, like, if this would still be an issue, if he had never done anything again, like not that that doesn't erase what he did. And they're just, this is like a very unApple thing, but at the same time, they obviously knew who Dr. Dre was when they bought beats and they have very smart people who look into people at Apple, obviously. Um, and so they they knowingly took this on It seems like I linked to digital music news because I haven't seen anyone else publicly talking about it like in the media. They're like really pushing it. And and like they wrote, they ran a story this morning that like Apple continues to ignore Dr. Dre abuse, runs ads for Dr. Dre's new album. Right. Um, And it's a curious thing to me because.
1: Well, is this really that curious with Apple? Like let's also remember that Steve Jobs was notoriously, you know, thought to be a very negligent, bad father. and Did some. Oh, Steve d- Jobs was
0: often a horrific person, but one of the... probably the smartest person of this in the last since like Ford, whatever. I, I wouldn't agree with that. He's I don't
1: know. But, but yeah, you know, he's he, he was a genius, but I wouldn't genius smartest. Yes, a genius, but a flawed human being as yes, all yeah. us, as all of us are. But most of us our flaws don't extend to kicking the good crap out of a woman.
0: That's correct. So yeah. I wonder though, like what if you know what if Wall Street Journal runs an article that you know has a f- look into the inside of Dr. Dre's abuse and it paints it as Apple executive Dr. Dre,
1: right? Well, but th- that's always the thing is which outlet gets this. It's just like when we were talking about the front porch step our our uh discussion if the Star Ledger had run an article that said Warp Tour allowed a sex offender to be around teenagers, the Warp Tour would have been canceled. Right. It's just which outlet picks this up and I think that's the thing is is you know, one of the saddest things of our media is they don't want to say these things because then they're going to not get the exclusive in the future.
0: Totally. And that's the interesting thing. So then behind the scenes is Apple, like, threatening, basically, the New York Times and the Washington Post and whatever, whatever, being like, don't run this or we're going to blacklist you.
1: I, I see, this is the funny thing, I think, about media today. Is I think that the media knows what they can and can't do. It's the same thing with politicians that you can't be too hard on a politician, or you won't get the interviews. Which is why, which is I think what's interesting about like what Vice is doing these days is because Vice is both a uh, marketing company and a media company. Is they're so not beholden to advertisers, um, because their own marketing company is directing brands to do ads with them, to get to their audience. Um, that they don't need aren't beholden so they can do some of the hardest hitting journalism there is and do the stories that no one else wants to talk about and I think that that's a very interesting emerging part of the media I agree um... but and NBC if they put this out they're never gonna get an apple exclusive they're never gonna get things if NBC, Put, puts this out there reporters might not get access like you think about um, what's his name who just did the uh, that really good biography on Steve Jobs right. whatever publications they're working for they're not going to get access anymore because they did that
0: right yeah it's really interesting just because like this this, it, this should probably be talk, I mean this should be talked about though right like I, I don't think there's anything wrong as much as I like dislike digital music news for them to be saying why has no one thought about this why is Apple not holding responsible they wouldn't let a human being that has a beast woman work for them if it was like if it was a low level developer oh right? yeah that never. person would be fired yeah instead never. they're running a press campaign to hopefully sell a 100,000 records for Dr. J next week right or whatever
1: yes a 100% correct
0: and that's shitty 100% yeah. shitty you know yeah. And I, yeah I don't know and I'm curious to see if like bloggers or podcasters will talk about it too I may I might like ask like like semi hashtag off the record ask a few of the white guy Apple podcasts I listen to because I just wonder like I'm just curious like if anyone will talk about it or not because I do think it's an interesting thing if I think it was if it was anyone else that person you know if it was like Eddie Q if there was a report next week that Eddie Q one of Apple's highest ranked person, like beat his wife, he would be fired automatically.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. I agree.
0: So it's really interesting. I don't know. Um, well,
1: are you excited I,
0: for this? Do you like Dr. Dre? Did you like Dr. Dre?
1: I mean, sure. There's been some great Dr. Dre produced songs. Um, do I think I'm going to listen to this record unless I'm forced to? Probably not. I didn't I don't realize
0: care about- that he had like a Chinese democracy album.
1: Yeah, well, it's more than a Chinese democracy. It's never gonna come out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize uh, that he hadn't released a record in like seventeen years or something.
1: Yeah, I mean he'd pr- the difference is he's produced other people's records right, and right. like done things, but you know, apparently he just couldn't get over this thing. I mean you also remember, there's very few people you could say like kind of reinvented a genre and like music history wise, if people don't know this, like hip hop was very sample-based. Like, for example, the NYU, NYU, NWA, two little opposite things. Um, (laughs) NWA records were all samples. And then what happened with Dr. Dre is when all the sample lawsuits came in, he was the first guy who got just great musicians to come in and just replay what he wanted to sample and make the songs. And that became a big part of hip-hop for a long time. And now we're back to extensive sampling and doing more micro-samples. But Mm. that was... One of the most influential things done in hip-hop for a while and was very, very interesting and special. It really changed the game.
0: Um, He's like, I mean, it's also the same thing as like how many artists, I mean, I don't, I have no idea how old he is, but I know he's not young. Like sometimes artists do stop releasing music. (laughs)
1: Yeah, oh, he, I mean, he, he and he was old in NWA. He was the oldest member. Oh, really? And so, you know, if you think about NWA's heyday, was like 89 to 91. By the way, can I just say how excited I am for Straight Out of Compton the movie? Are you? Oh my God. I can't wait. I mean, Doctor you got to realize. Price
0: 50. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, NWA was one of the more exciting things that happened in my childhood. Like it was truly dangerous. Like you couldn't even believe like the shit they were doing back then. Like there's no band that's even akin to them in danger today. Like it was just, it was crazy what was going on.
0: So should I should see this movie?
1: Oh yeah, I, I've been like interested
0: movie. in seeing it. Like I haven't. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm definitely. Do you think I'm... it's gonna
0: be like wide? really widely released though like
1: are you crazy yeah of course it's gonna okay, be that's gonna I... that's gonna be top of the box office oh really yeah i don't know, Didn't know. zach's cultural ignorance the final episode
0: are they um <laughs> are they like who's in the movie are
1: it's they... their it's their children playing them
0: oh my gosh really yeah yeah isn't it great how i don't know any of this
1: yeah I, I, like i just said zach's c- cultural ignorance the final chapter that's really cool yeah, yeah. It, it looks like it's a great movie, Does Dr. too.
0: Dr. Dre, so it's like Dr. Dre's kid, too? I don't know. Like, did, I think it,
1: it's like some other kids. It's Ice kid. not pay. I didn't pay enough attention to really care. How I crazy
0: a, is it that Ice Cube was in NWA compared to what he is now?
1: Well, that's what happens when you grow up, you know?
0: Yeah. Are any of these other people besides Dr. Dre and Ice Cube, like, famous outside of
1: Well, NWA? Easy, easy es dead.
0: Oh, what happened he, to him? Did he get shot?
1: He died of AIDS. Oh wow. Well, so that was the other famous thing is that um, you know, the, it, it was always said that both Easy and Dre were gay together. Mm. That's an unsubstantiated rumor unlike the other one, but that's a that's it that's been a thing in the um hip hop world of rumors for years. But um Easy died of AIDS and then M C Ren, I believe, is the other one, if I wanna if I'm correct. Uh and M C Ren is just, you know, he's kind of whatever, you know, he was never the star. Okay. Um, The the star was definitely Easy Cube and Dre. They were like, you know, they were the ones that like when Rolling Stone would do an interview. But if you have to think of this, one of the big things that was significant about them is like when the gangster rap thing rise, the murder rate was going off the charts. It was increasing so much that they thought there was going to be blood pouring in the streets by 1996. Oh wow! And then all of a sudden it topped off a lot. Freakonomics says this is because of um, the abortion rate. Finally kicked in 18 years after the abortion rate kicks in. Crime lowers. There was also Comstat, which is the computer advent of being able to predict crime um, through statistics. All that happened and crime dropped off. um, That and massive incarceration. But people were so scared that magazines, even though NWA had number one records, didn't want to put them on the cover because they were scared they would be called. They were promoting violence.
0: That's pretty crazy.
1: It was a very crazy time in music. Hmm. Nothing like that today. Um,
0: Can I ask you a question? Yeah, it's a big question. Mm-hmm. Who is
1: Suge Knight? <laughs> so Suge Knight ran the like record in jail label all the time, right? Yeah, he ran the record label. One of the more famous things he he did that uh, was at one point he when Vanilla Ice was a very big rapper, he hung him off the roof upside down Holy until shit. he's until he signed over his royalties. Holy shit. Um, being negligent of the fact that, you know, the California law says that you have to have two lawyers sign any music contract for, because th- of things like this.
0: Wow. A- and because people oh, use- killed a guy.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, and a lot of people say Chug Knight killed Tupac. He was a-, a-, a very scary character. And that story, like the vanilla ice that there's tons of, but he ran and NW- label, is death row. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. He would do some pretty wild interviews. I'm sure if you Google like 10 wildest quotes from Suge Knight, like you oh, know, there's the a listicle of... somewhere. There's a listicle somewhere of that dude just saying wild shit to to big mm. magazines.
0: This is interesting. I'm curious I'm. Uh, I'm ready to. I'm curious to see this film.
1: Yeah, it's going it to be a good time. So, in you know our favorite subject, streaming music, um, we oh, do. I forgot I that we we're just going to talk about <laughs> hip hop the whole time. Ah. Uh, 11 million customers have signed up for their Apple Music trial. That's
0: up 1 million from last week. Pretty uh, pretty solid. Well, that was
1: a prediction from last week. This is more solid numbers. And the App Store had a record-breaking July. Mm -hmm.
0: It would seem as uh, shit is going well for them.
1: (laughs) Uh, It it, it seems like it. I think what's been pretty interesting is, at least in the nerdosphere, it seems like Beats is doing pretty well. And everybody says they're expanding Beats, that they have licenses for five more Beats stations yeah is gonna do video they're moving along quickly and i so this is like the one thing i wondered we talked about
0: this last week like i'm really i'm glad that beats one is moving along because i'm curious just to see what they can do there you know like i don't want it may it, you know it may turn up that none of it is interesting to me you know mm-hmm. but some of it could be and it, you know whether whether it's like something like a podcast or something like stuff like netflix does right just with shows like if there's one great show that I want to listen to, I'd rather have it than not. So I'm glad that it's a success so they can keep investing money into it instead of like cutting the cord or something. Not that I thought they were going to do that, but clearly if they're getting so gung-ho and ready to invest, like the roadmap plan is working so far, uh, which is cool. And the one thing I'm curious about though, is if their software can iterate as quickly as they're trying to roll more stuff out, because that's what, needs to continue moving quickly right like if apple music was like you know what? we're not going to do anything with beats for five more months but we're going to make the app perfect i think a lot of people would be happy with that i think you're right so i'm just curious to see like i wonder like when ios 9 comes out if we'll if we'll see a big update to apple music kind of thing like and i i would like that <laughs> um but yeah i i'm i'm Glad. It's going so well. I'm curious to see at the end of the three-month trial, even though everyone's already given them their credit card, how many of those people will continue to, um, you know, stay with it. And then once it launches Uh, uh, on Android, what that will do.
1: I'll give you some insight. I don't think I'm staying. Really? Why not? Uh, You know, the experience is just not fun for me compared to audio. Is that the
0: app for you or is that...
1: Yeah, the app's just, it's just, it, you, you know what, there's nothing about it that's making this enjoyable for me, and you know, like like I mentioned last week, them making me choose between a leaked record and having my music library up wasn't too enjoyable to me, like there's, it's just not seeming great. Hmm.
0: Okay, um, well that's interesting, but like, so to me, it does what I need it to do, I, I 100% agree that the app needs to get a lot better and everything, but I still think this is like a 1.0 product. Um And for me, it does exactly what I need it to do, but I I do think there are probably millions of people that it doesn't do what they want it to do. However, I'm curious, there's been like two topics of conversation, like will Apple Music get people to leave Spotify, you know, and I think the answer is no. But at the same time, I wonder if people are not similarly lazy to leave Apple Music unless they want to be trying new stuff all the time, right? So, I wonder if these 11 million people, if the
1: large majority of them are just going to be locked in, just like those people are locked into Spotify, you know? Totally. Um, I, th- I think a lot of people are just going to stick with it because that was the product that was presented to them. I fully agree, which is good for Apple. Yeah. So, do we want to get into your last round of questions? Sure. And these questions are just an ego stroke to me. It, it, well, they're subbed up. We're be. just going to leave those out. <laughs> <laughs> So the first question is, if Fueled by Robin gives enough promotional support for the Front Bottom's new record and the the band gains a larger audience, do you guys think that it could equal bands from the RFC Top Shelf No Sleep scene that they usually tour with signing major label contracts and getting bigger as well? I have been told that... This front bottom
0: signing uh, is a large test for Fueled by Ramen in terms of their thoughts on this smaller music scene. Uh, they love the front bottoms. They want the front bottoms to do really, really well, and they hope they do. And if it does, that they might want to poke around more with what they would deem to be accessible music in the lower ranks of our music scene to, to bring to the big leagues. Uh, which is interesting, and uh, I do think though, Fuel by Ramen has a massive spectrum, way above Run for Cover, Top Shelf, No Sleep, put together and then multiplied by multiple times. Like, you, I don't, I don't think, I, I, I don't know who asked this question, but you know, Fuel by Ramen has sold tens and tens and tens of millions of albums over the last fifteen years, and Run for Cover, Top Shelf, and No Sleep have not sold a million albums altogether. Um, I, I would assume. So yeah, if Field by Ramen can give enough pro- promotion to support the Front Bottoms, I think they're gonna be a really massive band. You look at a band like 21 Pilots, who existed in a much smaller way than front, by- front Bottoms did, and now they're selling, they've already sold like 250,000 copies of the new album that came out in April. And the Front Bottoms are not gonna get on the radio like 21 Pilots are, but it just goes to show that the if uh, Front Bottoms put if fueled by ramen, puts the major label machine behind the front bottoms, they may very well just take off.
1: Uh, I, I very much agree, and then any time any of these bands see increased exposure, as long as the band doesn't take a right turn and leave their scene behind, it just means everybody getting bigger. Right. in right, still. Well, while are you, are you seen... afraid of a
0: scene? Vacation now, like the like, I I I'm I'm
1: not I'm not scared of this scene getting better. I think it's a p- group of people that um will actually do the right thing with it, unlike, you know, God forbid, Forever the Sickest Kids had ever gotten popular and that dude who used to jerk off to Sailor, Sarah Palin had gotten popular. Yeah, but like, you love that band, man. Don't I, don't let, be a hypocrite. Let, let, let me tell you something I did last night. Okay. I'm concerned I ro- I, 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 Sarah Palin? I, I rocked out to underdog alma mater just so hard on my way home. Oh, my God. On a bike. Is it dangerous to do that? I tried to leave one earphone off, but last night it was pretty desolate. I was on the bridge. Yeah. So there's no real danger when you're biking over the bridge because it's a bike and walking path. The only real danger is uh, running over the drunken guy who's passed out on it, as I almost did a couple nights ago. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it can't be too safe. The, the the bridge is pretty damn safe at night. Okay. What bridge do you go over? The Williamsburg, dog. That's where I live right now. Okay, to. man. I don't know. I don't. Gotta, there's, we, there's two learn bridges, bridges right next to each other. other. The, that's the Manhattan and Brooklyn. The Williamsburg is far from those. Oh, okay. I'm learning. You're you're, you're, you're gonna learn this. In Can time. I ask you a question? Uh-huh. why are there no numbered streets in
0: my neighborhood because your neighborhood is the ghetto
1: really yeah you live you live next to the ghetto you're gonna
0: need to remove this so my mom doesn't hear it <laughs> all right because they're chopping out this bit there's that green street that's really nice um, that, that green street that's where it's literally to. called green Street oh yes that is a nice street I know what you mean I'm like a block away from that um, yeah. God in the ghetto okay well, um, yes, no sleep is a ghetto to fuel by Ramen's Williamberg.
1: <laughs> so UTG James wants to know, in your opinion, what could we do to improve antique records? It's a stressful question. Don't like to comment on my colleague's work, except
0: when it's Jesse, because I don't mind making him feel bad. <laughs> uh, I think with any small label, and maybe this can make it broader, um, it's really important just to try to get people to want to buy things on a small scale level because it will grow outward from there. Um, I think like, you know, we, we've had hiccups with Bad Timing where we've tried to go after something really large, but like, you know, it's often, you know, often premiering something on Spin is going to get you a lot less ears than premiering something on Absolute Punk, uh, because you have a built-in, you, ha- you at least know that all those people on Absolute Punk maybe want to listen to your song and buy your record. And spin, you may just be getting a, a cool press look that actually does nothing for you, especially if Absolute Punk doesn't post it, which is just normal press stuff. But I, I think you can take that into the level of a record label, too, where it's important just to know who you're selling to and focus on how to get those fans, not necessarily all your fans. I don't expect a Kevin Devine fan to buy a Knucklepuck record and vice versa. There's a small group of people like that in our audience, like myself, that will do that. But it doesn't make sense for us, maybe if we're sending out a large newsletter and it's only gonna be about knuckle puck to include all the Kevin Devine people, depending. Cause it doesn't make sense and we don't wanna burn those bridges. Um, Market to your audience, whoever that audience is, larger or small. Um, from Curbside Audio, he is asking three questions in a row. So from Jacob Tender, uh, what did you expect to achieve when you started POZ? I expected to achieve nothing. Uh, when I first started it and then I, I don't I think it took a year or so for me to start being like, this is a thing and I'm gonna try to do something with this thing now. And so there were achievements like, I really want to be the best at interviewing bands or I want to start making acoustic sessions. So that means I need to buy a flip cam. Remember flip cams?
1: That that was some silly shit. Yeah. I need to buy a flip cam. And then that wasn't good enough. So I had to buy. It was pretty weird though. They were ubiquitous and went out of business. Once they hit ubiquity, it was pretty weird.
0: Yeah, because as soon as like the iPhone 4 came out, basically, like as soon as the iPhone could take decent video.
1: Well, I think it was also the GoPro. Yeah, 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 totally.
0: But it was crazy. Everyone had one, and then
1: it was done. (laughs) I, I mean, there was no band in my studio without one.
0: Yeah, it was so weird. Like, whatever. Um, And then that wasn't good enough, so I had to spend like a thousand bucks on a Canon camera. I I think what I wanted to achieve was not was to not stop growing, and we continued to grow until sometime in early 2014, and then I wanted to achieve different things. and that was great. Um, what do you feel some of your finest achievements since starting P O Z R? are? This is very self-indulgent. Meeting Jesse. Um, learning about Brooklyn from Jesse. <laughs> uh, I think my best achievements are creating a culture around myself and with some friends. And uh, I think my finest achievement is making bands popular that I really liked. Uh, like Man Overboard or Modern Baseball or The Wonder Years or knuckle puck, or so on. And when I say, I, I don't mean that I was the sole reason those pants got popular, but having some part in it. And then also creating relationships with people in the first few years that I still have today, like someone like Jesse, or I was I was talking to someone recently about how it's really cool with bad timing, that there's like five people that are my friends that do not work for bad timing, but I can get freelance to four times a month. And all those relationships started out of Properties Act, and, and those are really cool. Um, Jesse,
1: top tips for starting a podcast: Use SoundCloud, not Libsyn, which I learned the hard way with my other podcast. What was wrong with that?
0: Just for my L-
1: L- Libs- Libsyn, said, but the you know, the problem was is um, SoundCloud was still in the beta of the podcast, and they kept screwing up switching my account to a a uh, podcast account until two weeks after I wanted to launch. And then they're like, "Oh, we got it working. Sorry for the glitch, mm. but now it works much better." I-, I sometimes wonder if we messed up not having a Facebook. You know, I, I listen to. A- I listened to an interview with um, Maria Popova, who does that website, Brain Pickings. Okay. Um, and she was talking about how internationally she sees so many people, that's the way they stay in touch with what things. Because they don't use another thing. And then I started to see it with like Muse Formation and my book is that like on the Facebook pages, the people who interact the most are kind of our international yeah. fans. And I wonder if we like underestimated that. So I would say be present on every social platform um you know what i thought was a funny thing to go back to a, an old off the record discussion um remember when we said that you should judge bands about their spotify plays not their facebook likes yeah have you seen how many likes the hotelier has uh no 1200 wow really i thought that was really interesting i saw like because it was like on my feed last night somebody's like you know da, 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 likes the hotelier and it was 1200 i'm like they're a lot bigger than a 1200 you're wrong Am I wrong? Yeah, so uh, yeah, Maybe the, they the there's page.
0: actually a second band.
1: Oh, is that what it is? Hotel was okay.
0: twenty one thousand likes.
1: Okay. that it was so they clicked the wrong one. Okay, uh, ho-
0: the hotel, that's like a Wikipedia one.
1: Oh I see. Hmm. I was gonna say They got, what a, a, ba- they got what a, a bad really metric on their
0: social media shit and combine those likes.
1: Yeah. You know? I was gonna say what a bad what a bad metric um
0: but regardless i mean i don't know like evan and i had one for simpler sound i just like with bad timing thomas and i like argue over which of us have to post on facebook and then we always say we could just shut this down tomorrow yeah
1: it's weird because i don't think people should focus on it but i do think there's a thing that that's where a lot of people are getting their news even if it is just occasional or if it's just the international that does help yeah for the minimal effort totally especially if you have an auto aggregate right
0: right it's just a routine um Yeah, good question.
1: Um, um, do we do we have any other tips? Hot tips? Pre-produce, pre-produce. You and I originally when we started this, we were gonna tape tape episodes till we got good, and then we just actually liked. We the just first went one. for it, but clearly, we liked the first two episodes. I was ready to tape three before we ever put one on yeah. there. I think that's important. And one of the things I'm doing with the new version of Off the Record is like I'm basically getting five episodes together uh, in advance to make sure that I have solid material at first.
0: I do think that we kind of took our time though. We, we knew that we wanted to, it wasn't like we were like, all right, let's launch a podcast and launch it the next day. You know, like, I I feel like we still did take our time a little bit and, and, and realize and like talked about what we wanted to to talk about. And eventually that changed and evolved as the show got better, hopefully, but I, I feel like we did spend some time planning, which is good.
1: Yeah. And you know what another thing we do? Is we don't even just pre-produce; we also post-produce. One, you and I take extensive notes about what we want to talk about during the week, and then two, on the back end of it, I chop out a lot. Um, he does. He deletes you, everything. You, I say. You, you, this you, won't you, even make it into the podcast. They, they have no idea how many tangents of yours are gone.
0: <laughs> I don't they even have, know. They, they
1: have no idea how many times I edited out me saying the word um, and you said it, editing out the swords, um, even though I do it about. 1.5 to every one of yours and you they just all, say, uh, i just i i could literally see what what both of our ums look like and i know what they look like and and i just so go romantic. and chop I, I chop them out as i go and then there, then there's the, the other thing of um i have to chop out a lot of um zach banging on the keys as hard as he can typing something at somebody mid-podcast mm-hmm. God, that's so these are all important you
0: know what my arms look like
1: <laughs> um i think there's a a funny thing though too of though there's a lot of podcasts that don't edit out the parts that no one would want to hear like just even like there's some people's podcasts i listen to it's like really like why are we listening to you guys get caught back up about your girlfriends don't we do that it's like i mean every once in a while as i mentioned but i'm not being like so would you grace go on a date this week oh wait we do do that
0: sometimes we do uh don't listen to us don't prepare
1: Hey, they don't have a choice. There's no more to listen to.
0: Oh, my God. I'm going to get emotional.
1: Ah. So so the next next question from Milton Sagahan is, best way to help artists other than buying their music streaming service that pays them better, merch. Uh, name your own price on Bandcamp being the best thing right now, because that's basically a tip jar if they have that. Uh, other than that, see if they have a PayPal donate button. Uh, and, I mean, too, just like go
0: to shows in general. Yeah. Just
1: go to shows. Go to sh- go to shows. Buy as much merch as you can, even if you're giving it as gifts. Yeah, agreed. Um, so at Maddie K Ray wants to know what's the best thing POZ gave you. Should
0: I be like gross and disgusting and sappy? Yeah. All right. I started. I, I started Property Zach with some friends, and Connor helped me. And I only by only by knowing Connor did I then meet Grace. And now I'm very happy in a long term relationship. And that that's gotten me to see beyond work and to see the finer things in life, Jesse. Like, Brown.
1: I, I don't know what these things are, but I'm glad you found them. Me too. Me too. That, 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 that was pretty sweet. I You're such right. a romantic You'll listen <laughs> to this, but whatever. This was, this was, this was pretty, you, you know I'll, I'll do you the solid as I'll, I'll go up to her next time I see her and I'll be like, and you should have heard the sweet thing Zach said about you on the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> then, then you got so many brownie points you could totally get away with. Like the next time you do something that really pisses her off, those brownie points will take you far. I, moved,
0: I went to Ikea with her this weekend. I can do whatever that's a the hell, fuck I want.
1: That's a hell of a relationship sacrifice. You know Noel Noelle made me go to Ikea? And to return something, I took an hour.
0: Oh, I've been to Ikea with her twice in the last 60 days. Terrible.
1: That's that so you know what they say that love is not what you say it's what you do right there that's, that's what I'm action saying. and that, I that's, try to
0: build up so much what you do credit so that I can yeah. I can't get in trouble
1: IKEA is like 4000 points whereas like you know like holding the door open for him is four oh, that, that's, that's yeah. what i'm saying that's yeah, what i'm saying
0: i agree okay well, Jesse and I are going to be in agreement about this next question
1: I mean this is this is a, a, a no offense to the the person asking but this is a, a silly question.
0: And this person is from that other place but he said so oh.
1: Ben Bushna wants to know what's better New York or Chicago style pizza like, and see Chicago's yeah, like Chicago-style pizza is not pizza. Like, no, that shit is that's whack. that's tomato. It, you're, it's, you're, it's, it's like a, a tomato yeah, cheese pie. You're having
0: pasta sauce with some cheese in it.
1: Yeah, that shit is whack.
0: It's so bad. I,
1: I You know, when I had to spend a lot of time in Chicago because um, my ex was working out there for the Obama campaign for a year. And so we went out and we gave the college try. We went to all the most famous Chicago places. We, we made all the lists. Everything that was on numerous lists were like, let's try all these. That shit is whack. I
0: uh, I had never had deep dish pizza, and I went to Riot Fest the first time in 2013. And Thomas and I came home early. We didn't watch the replacements, and uh, we ordered a deep dish pizza from like the best place or whatever. And it was so bad. I was so bummed. <laughs> New York pizza. Get, yeah, get yourself. Yeah. Get your shit
1: together. I, I mean, if you ever have any doubt and you happen to be traveling between these two cities, all I have to say is go to Joe's Pizza in New York city that I think, feel like that's a quintessential New York slice and then that you can get in a lot of different neighborhoods and then head on over to Chicago and go to any of those shitholes and then laugh your ass off that people call that pizza.
0: Yep. I'm really, uh, concerned for this next question.
1: So Maddie K Ray wants to know worst part about working with Zach. It's okay. You could be honest. I mean, but this is so easy. One, uh, you keep the hours of a, you know, um, Geriatric octogenarian grandmother. Yeah. Um. So Zach is continually when I get off of work at two to three in the morning, made me do podcasts before noon at times, which very not enjoyable to me. Obviously, I just can't be up late. Uh, yeah. And so that's the other thing is is like you know this what this, this one can't stay up, and then obviously like having to talk about some of these fuckboy terrible bands that he likes.
0: Well, I tried.
1: I mean. <laughs> He's made me talk about Taylor Swift for probably like 10 hours of my life. A lot.
0: A lot of hours. I've had to talk about, I about five, about five seconds.
1: Five. I mean, I like Blake too, but five seconds of summer, fucking all-time low. Like, come on. Armor for sleep. What is this shit?
0: Great shit, man. Awful. All right. Wow. Well, nice <laughs> so, to know you. So the last question for... I don't
1: know for, this is. The, la- the last question... Um, for you, before you you step away from this podcast, is gum, from at Gumby Jag? It says, "What's the one story you will finally remember covering or overall all being an active part of?" I think the, I, was, I feel like I feel like the the Fallout Boy thing. And then that the was the thing most memorable, to. without yeah.
0: like a single doubt. <laughs> um, I really like enjoyed covering some of the a day to remember Victory record stuff because it was so oh. like. That was fun. It was fun, and it was like a big fuck you to victory, and that was fun. Um, I I think those would kind of be it. I mean, those are the largest. I I just think overall, like, I enjoyed covering maybe, like, storylines is maybe too serious of a term, but, you know, just, like, following the projections of bands. Like, seeing just even with the front problems, like we were talking about before, I went to see them open up for a hardcore band at Maxwell's in 2010 or 11, maybe 2010. And now they're signed to feel by Ramen or in a pretty big band. Five years later, six years later, and it's just the the seeing these bands start at A and go to B, and obviously many of them break up or do bad things or whatever. But there's many little like red herrings in there, and it's that that's been my favorite part. I think it's just seeing bands that I like go to places that I want them to go to. Um,
1: That's a great answer. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. So Zach. That's the end of the questions. Is there anything you'd like to say uh, on your last few minutes on Off the Record?
0: Are you ever going to have me back?
1: I mean, since Off the Record is going to be very story-based, I I, I am going to extend this invite that if there's ever a time you want to talk about something, I will put aside my hatred for the two white guys with annoying voices format that I'm looking to leave behind and have you back to talk about anything you'd like.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. I would like to say thank you. 65 weeks in a row was pretty crazy. And it's been fun and weird and good and exciting because I really love podcasts and that's why I wanted to start one. And I remember not knowing who to start one with and then eventually I was like, oh, Jesse, duh. And I was like, no, that makes sense? Yeah. Um, and it's been cool. And some of it's been hard or frustrating. It's hard to keep a schedule. And that's why it's been also like really cool to do something almost at the same time every week for, um, for over a year. Um, and it's been great and I'm going to miss it. It's going to be weird to not have it. Uh, I, we're recording this one on Thursday. Uh, and I, I, I realized that I didn't record any podcasts on Monday and that was weird. Um, so thank you for listening. I am going dark, but I will be able to be found on Twitter uh until i reappear um and now jesse's <laughs> gonna cut out all of these ums so you're not gonna hear out of any of them
1: i, I i'm gonna just say that by going dark because i don't buy that he's actually gonna stay off the internet he really means he's getting a suntan i am very tan right now <laughs> i know the last time i saw you you were you were already pretty tan yeah i am israeli uh, i'm about as tan as i get right now too yeah, so
0: he's very pasty <laughs> yeah
1: well. Okay, well, I hope you all enjoyed the 1.0 version of this podcast. Um, please bear with me for a few days while I get the 2.0, and I hope you join me for it despite the uh, obviously huge loss we are having, which is, I really do sincerely be that I really will actually miss this part of it. I, I, I said to Zach privately that when uh, – I got the email he was going to do it. The saddest thing for me was that we were going to do this every week and talk to each other for an hour.
0: Totally. 100% agreed. I'm going to miss it. And I will be back to talk
1: about Taylor Swift in the near future. God, no.